So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Can I just start by saying thank you? Uh, we just got ranked uh, the 106th on the list of business podcasts. That is 1,000%, 106% you, so thank you very much. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I don't know if you know the backstory. I actually was podcasting before it was podcasting. I was doing audio messages way back in like 2005, six, seven, recording these audio messages and sending them out to people and uh, met a guy named David on who uh, worked at a little company called Google. They had acquired a company called YouTube and he was like, listen to me, you should be doing videos. And back then he jokingly said, and, and he didn't call it podcast. I forget what he called it. Something to the effect of audio recordings are stupid. You know, I was uh, saying to myself, man, what if I would have just kept going? That would be a lot of content. Anyway, super excited. I'm here in Dallas. We're doing something different, as I mentioned. Uh, on, my, uh, on my cell phone community, if you haven't texted me, text me, 949-216-5466, 949-216-5466. I recently uh, shot a video and sent it out to my group and just said, if you got a question, I'd love to answer it. And today, my team put together what looks like about six-ish questions, mainly from brand new agents. And, and again, we're testing this. Uh, maybe the next one's going to be with a bunch of agents that are selling 200 homes a year. We'll see. Um, but let's just jump right into it. I hope I deliver you value. And again, you will let me know with your comments and your feedback. So Joseph Willoughby says, hey, Tom, how do I as a new agent make myself stand out uh, amongst a very crowded territory? So Joseph, it's a great question. And it is the same question that everybody's asking, not just newer agents. Um, but as a newer agent, I would tell you to consider basically two paths. So one is the people that already know you, like you, and trust you. Maybe not yet as a real estate professional, but they know you, right? So if you were to start sending individual text messages, video messages to every single person you know saying, hey, it's Joseph, I want to let you know I've gotten into real estate and here's why. Now, important distinction, Joseph, when you're starting a new career like this, something that is so personal, something that is so social, so uh, relationship-based as real estate is, you got to get a story as to why people should care, right? Because everybody knows a real estate agent. Everybody knows 10 real estate agents. So what are you about? Why did you get in this business? What problem is it that you want to solve? And look, there's a lot of problems in our industry. So there's a lot of problems with the real estate transaction. There's a lot of problems with the experience that consumers have. So Joseph, I don't know your background, but you know, maybe think about how you could take your former life and make it relatable to this life. So instead of just sending a video text message to one-on-one, -on -one, not, not a blast message, but like literally like, yo, Tristan, Tom Ferry, thinking about you, man. I don't know if you know this, but I recently got into real estate and you know that, you know, my wife and I, we bought our last house and we just kept saying, this is just a bad experience and it shouldn't be a bad experience. So I'm hell bent on making the experience of buying and selling real estate the same way it is perhaps for Amazon, easy, transparent, 
um, fun, satisfying. So I wanted you to know that that's my mission. That's what I'm committed to. And, you know, we've been friends for a long time. I just want to, you know, this is what I'm all about. And this is what I'm doing. And if there's anything I could ever do uh, to help you or help anybody you know, I'd be honored to be of assistance. So look forward to talking to you soon, man. See you around the club. Boom. And I send that video. And, and I would literally go one-on-one, -on -one, hand to hand combat, every person that you know, a personalized video between now and the end of the year. That's the first thing. So remember I said, it's kind of, you know, bifurcated, like on one side, it's the people that, you know, that they know me, but I need to tell the story as to why I got into the business. Super important and make the reason you got in the business about them, not about you. Hey, I just wanted to make a ton of money. And I thought real estate could be easy and boy, are you wrong? I hope you don't have that thought. So that's one on the flip side. It's, starting to look at your brand as people get to know you, the people that know you, that refer you. So like Jason Pantana, our great coach and uh, leader of Marketing Edge and many other events for us would say to you, you need to go through and look at every single profile you have, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, etc., and then go build them out on all of the real estate platforms, realtor.com, zillow.com, Trulia, home, uh, home light sold up nest, every single real estate related platform. So when people find you, they see you as that professional. So when you get referred, they're like, Oh, okay, I get it. I see you. So that's a whole other side to the answer to this question, Joseph. So how do I, as a newer agent, make myself stand out? Look at the end of the day, this business is about helping people and it's about solving problems. So if I gave you one more piece of advice, it really wouldn't be about standing out. It would be about you being exceptional in this business. So I would say to you, you need to pick a narrow niche, one type of uh, marketing and lead generation that you can bury yourself into. It could be a community. We would call that a geographic farm that you want to serve. Uh, it also could be, as I've given to many new agents, if they truly want to elevate themselves and become mature very quickly in the business, not by age, but through wisdom and insight and experience, because you're dealing with people that are in a pressure cooker situation, it would be to knock on the doors, make phone calls to expired listings and for sale by owners. And maybe just maybe not with any intent, Joseph, to list their house, though I would certainly love for you to do that. But instead, think about surveying them. Hey, so you, you put your home on the market and I'm just curious, like in your opinion, why didn't it sell? You know, we're in one of the hottest real estate markets we've seen in decades. Why do you feel it didn't sell? What was the lesson learned? Knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? You know, asking some of these types of questions without just the, hey, I'm here to list your house because I can help and blah, blah, blah. Not saying any of that stuff's bad. But Joseph, you will learn so much. And then what happens is, like when you're at the soccer game or you're on a Zoom session having, you know, a glass of wine with friends on a Friday night or however you do it. And they're like, hey man, how's the business? You could say, you know, I recently surveyed 37 people that put their home on the market this year and it didn't sell. And I just asked them like, what do they think happened? What was the lesson? And I basically got four primary distinctions and it's just really fascinating like what these people are saying. And that kind of stuff, Joseph, people are gonna be like, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. So if I gave you one more, but I know others are gonna ask a similar question, it would be um, the power of this phone right here. If you're not documenting the journey of your career and being honest and transparent about, hey, I'm Joseph, I'm newer to the business, I've leased five houses, I've just helped my first buyer under contract, here are the lessons I'm learning along the way. What you have to realize is that the 86 or whatever the number is, million 
buyers coming into the market, the millennials, the, you know, Gen Y, et cetera, they don't know it either. They don't know the business either. And they have shown that they appreciate someone that is helping them on the journey, helping by educating. So by you creating content around the things that you're learning as you're learning it in real time is super valuable as well. So that gives you a lot for you to think about, Joseph. So uh, I'm gonna go to uh, Nate Meredith and let's see, as soon as, oh, as a soon to be agent, how can I offer value uh, to prospective clients on the front end of our relationship? So Nate, it's, it's a great question. And just like with Joseph, I think it comes down to, you know, providing value is finding out what customers value, what is important to them. So, you know, if you're a, re a research phase seller, I want to know what's going to happen in the market. So, so you could, for example, do a one-year, three-year, five-year historical look back in a community or a price range in your marketplace and create content around that as an example. Um, if I'm a research phase buyer, right, like research phase, so we're on the same page as someone that's maybe five months out, six months out, 18 months out, two years out, you know, my kid is graduating and we don't want to take them out of, out of school whatever that looks like today until this, you know, this time period, research phase, buyer and seller, it's about finding out like what's important to them. So with the buyer, maybe it's as an example, and this would be a really good thing for you to do, Nate. So listen up is what if you grabbed your phone and your car and you somehow, you know, grabbed this device and hooked it up and did drive through tours of every residential community in your marketplace. Now that probably sounds overwhelming. So maybe start with, you know, 15 or 20 that you know, but before you go, go in the MLS, pull up all the data. How many homes are there? Do your research. Who built them? When were they built by? Uh, what's the average turnover? How often do properties sell for? What have been the price trends? You know, you want to have six, eight, 10 things that you know about these communities that yeah, if I took the time to Google it, I could probably find them all, you know, on multiple different sites. But if you created a video drive tour where you're like, hey, today we're going through Irvine Terrace. And Irvine Terrace in Crater Del Mar is this community that was built in the early 60s. Fun fact, did you know that in the beginning when they were selling these houses, they weren't selling the dirt, you were just buying the house. So many of the people that bought their homes here in the, in the very early days might've paid 13,000, 15,000, 25,000 for an ocean view, uh, ocean view home in Corona Del Mar, California, by the way, but it was in 1963. And it wasn't until 1968 that the Irvine company then said, now we'll sell you the land. And they turned around and, and they bought the land for a hundred or one fifty. Um, so just a little fun facts. Like, and by the way, I'm making that stuff up, even though I, you know, have a home in that community. I don't know all those details. I'm just giving that as an example, Nate. So I really like that. And if you went through and, and did interesting facts, things they should know, what about the park, you know, what schools are nearby, what you're basically doing is you're being the educator and, and the person that is sharing this kind of information. And by the way, all of these videos that I'm going to, I'm going to boost them on Facebook. I'm going to boost it on Instagram and my stories. I'm going to put it on YouTube. I'm going to put it on LinkedIn. I'm going to Google tonight, uh, you know, keywords, for you know posting these videos on those sites so they become more searchable findable etc and then nate as you're building your business like all these things can also be on your website and you know if you have all this stuff on there on the front end right as you're building these relationships and you meet someone and they're like hey nate you're selling homes how's it going you're like 
it's going really great. Like, how's the business? Well, you know, I started my career by doing uh, 75 videos on 75 individual communities in our town. And it just it's, it was fascinating to me that when I did a Google search on it, that no one had already done this. And yet you and I both know, talking like I'm talking to a buyer, you and I both know that when you come into a community like this, you want to know what are the difference between this one and that one and, and which one is this school and that school and what does it mean? And, you know, do I want to be the one where it goes K all the way through 12? Do I, uh, you know, I'm an empty nester. I want to be away from the kids. Like, you know, I was shocked that nobody had done it. So I took the time to do it. And I started with like 15 or 20, and then all of a sudden now I'm at 75. And, you know, they all get, you know, three interviews, five interviews, six interviews, seven interviews, eight interviews. And all I know is I'm just helping people make good decisions. So, so Nate, it's like that kind of stuff as an example. Again, I'm just, you know, sharing sort of stream of consciousness here. The whole game of, of delivering value is not what is valuable to you. It is what's valuable to the person that you're delivering this content to. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. Hey, so it had shocking to hear that I actually had to stop recording the podcast, go over and do a one hour webinar for the Hartford Association of Realtors. Big shout out to you guys. Uh, so Joseph, coming back to you, that's a lot of my advice that I have for you as a brand new agent. I want to now go to uh, La Calisa, and I think I'm, I'm totally probably screwing that up. Lee Calisa, maybe? Uh, so she asked this question, how do I get more listings as a new agent? And, you know, I love, first of all, that you're asking that question. And, you know, there's a lot of complexity in that answer because, you know, what market are you in? What's the average sales price? What's your swag? Like, like who are you? What are you about? What's your secret sauce? All these things that matter. Um, how big is your database? Do you have a database? Are you aligned with the right company? You know, do you have a broker you can take with you? Do you have a teammate you can take with you? So because I don't know any of that stuff, I'm going to give you just kind of some very just straightforward if I was your coach, this is what I'd tell you to do, assuming I knew all that. Um, shout out to Gary Vaynerchuk and his sister Liz. Uh, a couple years ago, we were in Miami. He was doing an event. I met Liz. Uh, he said, hey, my sister's going to real estate. You know, would you, would you give her some guidance? She became a coaching client. She's been a client for a couple years now. And she's totally killing it. And, and she's killing it because she's got charisma, because she cares, and because in the first year, kind of like I told, I think it was uh, Joseph and, and Nate separately, and I'd say the same thing to you, she documented the process. So rather than just coming in the market and saying, hey, I'm here and I'm a brand new agent and because we know each other and our friends and our kids and yada, yada, you should list with me, she put herself out there. And she did the work, right? She was knocking on doors. She was making calls. She was following up. She was doing all the things that a successful new agent should do, specifically, though, around getting listings. I gave her this assignment, as I've given to many other people, and you heard me mention it earlier to Nate. I believe as great as the real estate housing market is right now as I record this, there are still a number of expired listings in the marketplace. And if you listen to the interview we did with Sarah from down in Miami, big shout out to Sarah. Sarah understood as a new agent, right? She said, hey, I want to raise my price point. I'm going to pick a community. I'm going to find expired listings in that community, old ones and new ones. 
And then she went after him with everything in her power, which meant phone calls, direct mail, handwritten notes. And what I would tell you is to do the same. I'd say to you, what it takes to be successful in this business is experience. And it is impossible, impossible to to gain the experience without putting yourself out in what would some people say be the more challenging transactions. Think about it. Try to put my home on the market, put it on the market, thought I chose the right agent, did everything they asked, probably wanted more than it was worth, right? Pretty typical. And it didn't work out. I was on the market for three months, six months, nine months. And then all of a sudden, 50, 60, 70 agents are calling me and telling me they're number one and they're the best. And when you make that call and you're the 15th, 18th, 21st person, at that point, put yourself in the shoes of the client. Like They're not like, oh boy, how many more agents are going to call me today? No. Instead, they're like, oh, another agent. You might just get that one that's just mean and nasty. That's okay. They're not mean and nasty at you. They're not mean and nasty at you. Do you understand? Like They had a massive unmet expectation. I'm trying to think of what would be similar. It would be like, I'm getting married and we have all this, these people at the, you know, place we're doing the ceremony and I'm in a tuxedo. Where's Kathy? She's not here. The bride didn't show the bride. The bride no showed me on my wedding day and it's the end of our relationship. That is a massive unmet expectation. And one could argue that People that put their home on the market intend to sell. They've got someplace they want to go. They got a, a goal, an objective they want to meet. Even when they listed at crazy prices, they still kind of like, hey, if I can get this price, then I'd go do ABC. When those homes don't sell, it's a massive unmet expectation. They have a feeling of uncertainty. Some of them get angry. And I'm telling you, that's who you should be calling. You should be calling to say, I'm here to help. I'm here to solve the problem. There's only three reasons why a home like yours doesn't sell in this extraordinary market. It's either the condition of the property, right? Condition of the property or, right? And that includes, by the way, everything from staging to layout to design to is it too boxy? Does it have all the things that the buyers want today in your marketplace, a pool, a backyard, an office or two, right? It's the condition of the property, right? Number two, it is how the property was marketed, It was how the property was marketed. And since I'm calling you, I can tell you that I didn't hear enough about your home being on the market, so I didn't preview it, which means that the agent that you had representing you didn't understand that agents are the number one people you need to market listings to, and not just through the MLS, but through other vehicles on top of marketing it to buyers. And the last thing is price. And immediately, that's what they're waiting for. They're like, oh, you just think I should reduce the price? No, actually... Actually, if the condition is right and we restage the property and we market appropriately, we might even raise the price. But I wouldn't know any of that until you invite me over. So what would be the best time for me to come down to your house, spend 15 or 20 minutes, do it safely, masks, yada, yada, do it on Zoom, whatever you want to do. But what would be the best time? Because that's how you get good. Otherwise, what's that line? It's like it's a slow road to China. Like it's, it, it takes time. So I would just challenge you as a new agent to put yourself out there in uncomfortable situations that cause you to grow. And the other thing I would say, because I don't know if it's in any of these questions, is documenting the process on Instagram or Facebook or you know, YouTube or wherever you, know, wherever you choose to play, wherever your clients are the most. But it's not just like putting it out there for content. The other thing is I'd ask you to think about this. What if you had a journal in your car and at the end of every appointment, you opened up the journal and you wrote down everything about that buyer and that seller? So, so in a year, you can say to people, you know, in the last 12 months, 
as a newer agent, I went on 65 appointments with buyers and sellers and, and it was 50, 50, you know, sellers to buyers and of the sellers that I met with, every single one of them had basically four challenges and five things they were trying to accomplish. Let's go through them together. Like having that kind of insight is so powerful and it's so much better than just blah, blah, blah on an appointment. Like, would it shock you to hear that every one of my sellers had seven questions? Why don't we go through the seven questions and the answers together so you can make an informed, powerful decision to move forward, powerfully sell your home or not? Question number one, they asked. Question number two, they asked. And, and literally, that could be your entire listing presentation. It's that powerful. So it's not just documenting, yo, I'm out looking at property and it was super rad. This is a cool house. But also documenting like, I met with Tristan and his wife, Stephanie. They bought this house 18 months ago. They refinanced three times. Their biggest concern was buying the next house that would give them four bedrooms and five baths and a pool. And if they don't do it now, the interest rates go up, right? So interest rates and, and affordability and buying was an issue. And I'm looking right at Tristan as I'm saying all this and he's like nodding, right? And I literally document all the things about that appointment because then I can go back through my journal and I can look and I can connect the dots and say, wow, interest rates were a factor for 72% of the people I was talking to. And they all said the same thing. With rates the way they are, I can buy more or I can buy the same and dramatically lower my payment and pay off my debts or whatever it may be. So by doing this, you're just, you're just spending your time thinking about the client. <laughs> That's it. Like You're just thinking about the clients and how you can educate and deliver value. And what it also does as a new agent is it makes you interesting because you got insight right? You got insight. You're not just another good looking person trying to sell houses to make big bucks because you saw a million dollar listing episode. All right. So let's go to Dave. Uh, Dave Foster says, Hey Tom, how do I handle the new guy syndrome when people search me on Zillow 11 months in the business yesterday? So first of all, Dave, um, I think you're probably at a year now because I got these questions a while ago and we've been just trying to figure out all the different ways we want to answer these. So thank you for asking that question and congratulations on year one. Uh, so the thing that I would tell you to think about is, uh, I'm going to give you a couple different answers. One is, are you better off as a solo agent or on a team? Now I know that has nothing to do with the question you were asking, but it is a, I think it's an important question for every new agent, right? Am I better off on a team or am I better as a solo agent? And, and there's a lot of advantages to being on teams and there's a lot of advantages being solo, but I think there's far more advantages, Dave, to being on a team, especially with a great team leader, a great culture, training, maybe leads, um, more, you know, more marketing, uh, admin support, et cetera, et cetera. There's just a lot more. And what newer agents that have joined teams have discovered is that they can trade on the brand name of the person that they're on the team with. So, you know, hey, I'm Tom Ferry and I'm on the Tristan Irvin team. They're like, oh, Tristan Irvin, yeah, we see his name everywhere, right? It's instant cachet, it's instant more credibility, it, it gets you one step closer to the trust, and that's what this really is about. Um, so that's one thought to consider. On the flip side, by the way, because on their Zillow profile, you'll have a lot of transactions and deals and a map and all that stuff. On the flip side, on the flip side, You've had how many people you showed houses to, how many people you worked with, how many people you rented a home to, how many people you listed, how many people you did a transaction with. Three, five, 30, 80, if you think about people you showed houses to. I would challenge you to say, you need to get a review from every person you interact with. You need more reviews. We are in the review culture. I said trust earlier. The bottom line is like, you know, 
salespeople are salespeople and, and we're all good hearted. We all want, you know, we want for the best, not all of us, but you and I do. And, and what happens is when people read those reviews, they're like, Oh, that Tom Ferry guy. Wow. Like 1500 reviews. Look what all these people said about him. Like, okay, I can, I can hear myself in there. That sounds like me. So this is probably good for me. Let me reach out and make a connection. Reviews are so powerful. So even if they show, even if you just show them a house and you say, was the experience good for you? Yeah, that was great. Like, but you know, as we told you, we're just kind of looking and we really appreciate your time, but we don't want to buy at this point. I say, no problem. Tristan, Stephanie, we guys just take the time to go to Zillow and just write a review for me. If you really, truly enjoyed the experience, it would just mean the world to me as I'm building out my career. Cause you and I both know we live in the, the review economy. So it would just mean a lot to me if you guys would do that. I mean, you know, we spent 20, 30 minutes and you guys don't want to buy a house, but I'm here, right? I'm, I'm here and I'm helping. I'm doing everything I can. And you know what? A lot of people will say yes, but if you don't ask, they're not going to do it. So that's where I'd be doubling down is way more reviews. All right. Scott Hayes. By the way, this is interesting that this was, um, so five guys, one gal. That's interesting. Just interesting. Cause I'm so used to the reverse, uh, when it comes to questions. So, uh, so Scott asked, Hey Tom, how do I break through an overcrowded real estate market and set myself apart so that people use me as their agent? So Scott, I think we answered that a multitude of different ways. So let's just recap, making sure all your social sites are set up, making sure that you have the, the self-awareness to know that your job is to solve problems for others. And when people say to you, deliver value, it's vanilla and it's cliche. You have to understand what are the problems that people have and how can you solve them in a repeatable way and create content about that, create conversations about that, create marketing about that, getting to know the pain points of buyers and sellers in the research phase, in the ready phase, in the post-transaction phase, people that bought a home already, what are their concerns, what are their issues. It, it's about being as consumer-centric as you can which you can see the trend. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, like in the you know late 80s, early 90s, it was all about, you know, my buddies at Hobbs and Herter, big shout out to them, you know, companies long gone, but they were, they were fantastic. And they, they put agents, um, I almost said ego, but really it was, it was like a positive ego brand stamp, like here's my brochure, right? And then, you know, certainly, you know, during my time, like at, at my current company for the last 17 years, we have been pushing people on, hey, it's about, creating authentic content about like your customers, your community, your market. It's doing all of those things. Those are the things that made people stand out on the flip side. Cause you're a brand new agent. Like you're probably not going to compete with my client DJ and Lindsay who have 28 billboards in their marketplace and they run t uh, TV ads and they do radio ads and they do YouTube ads and they control all of Zillow, all of realtor and all of, all of, all of, all of like you can't, you can't go online or offline and not find them. As a brand new agent, you got to find one area and you got to crush it, like a geographic farm, a community, a price point, condos, whatever it is, you got to find one thing, Scott, and go really hard, figure out what the clients are that are there, what their problems are, and how you can deliver unique solutions and value to them. You do that, you're going to win, while simultaneously communicating with your, your, you know, your sphere, the people that know you, like you and trust you, that know you from whatever you used to do in the past as crazy or wild or simple or basic as you were, they know you, like you and trust you. And it's working with them to find out who else they know and do they want to do it? You know, and then I think about, um, 
this is just so you know random, but I'm here in Dallas recording this, and one of my clients from Houston, uh, who I met, Mary Angel, big shout out to Mary Angel, several years ago, she drove from Houston to Las Vegas for my annual success summit, and she asked me a question, and I put her up to a challenge. And Scott, the challenge I put her up to was, what if you went on 100 appointments between now and the end of the year? So it was like end of August, so basically September, October, November, December. And I said, if you're willing to do that and you track and measure it, I said, I don't even care if they're lousy appointments because a lousy appointment is better than no appointment. It gives you experience and wisdom and insight and you meet someone and there's doors just seem to open when you do things like that. And I said, if you do it, I'll give you 10,000 bucks. And guess what? I gave her $10,000 because she went on like 112 appointments. It was like this bananas run. And by the way, that woman, Mary Angel, if you're listening, I love you, right? Or her son, who's also a great client in the insurance business. Um, she had done like three or four transactions that year. And she finished that year doing like, I think, it, I don't want to misquote, it was like 15-ish, something like that. And like two of them fell apart, but she closed, you know, 13 so when you do three, January to August, and then you do 13 closed, two fell apart, um, September, October, November, like December, like that's really good. Like that's really good. You know, you know what she did? I interviewed her on my show. And I'm like, okay, Mary Angel, how'd you do it? She goes, well, you know, I gotta be honest. It's very religious, beautiful gal, just, just a saint, right? And she says to me, I gotta be honest. Got down to the wire. I'd called every lead. I'd called every opportunity. And I was just desperate. So I called like, 30 people from my church and said, can I just come over to your house and do a listening presentation? Can I just come over? I got this bad with this crazy guy from California. So Mary Angel, I'm calling you out on it. It was so, it was adorable, right? She's like, I'm going to get Tom Ferry's money no matter what. And, and she did. And here is the hook. Ready? So she goes on like 15 of these appointments of just people at her church that just said, sure, you can come over. And one of them listed with her, <laughs> right? Like, Good things just happen, Scott, to people that do the work. So I guess my, my overarching message to you as it is to everybody here is do the work, right? And I know you're asking like the specifics about a lot of you are talking about how to brand yourself and how to get yourself out there. And I think what a lot of you are forgetting is uh, this is a hand-to-hand -hand combat business. Whoever talks to the most people wins. And we're not in an environment right now today where you just go knock on people's doors, but you can make phone calls. You can run online ads and say, if you want more information here and then follow up on them, you could buy online ads and they'll call you or you call them. Um, but make no bones, like starting with your sphere and building trust there and finding out who else they know. And then other opportunities, like I mentioned, like that's the game. That's how you win. That's how you win. And over time, Scott, you, Dave, Nate, uh, Lee Kalisa, I hope I'm saying that right. That sound right. Like Lee Kalisa, it's Right, Lee Kelly said same thing. Like you got to do the work, Joseph. So we'll end it with Waldo. Waldo A asked the last question: How do I go about choosing a team as a new agent? And interesting, I should have probably looked at all the questions first because I kind of talked a minute ago about why I feel not I feel the obvious growing trend of agents joining teams versus going solo because of the failure rate. So Waldo, in answer to your question, um, I would look into your marketplace. I'd probably go to like maybe Zillow as an example, because you can see their teams and their track record and then the reviews and, you know, like how do you feel about all that information? You could reach out to five or six of the bigger companies in your town and say, who's the number one team? Who's the number two team? Who's the number five team? And I like like who's number five or four or three because they're hungry. You with me? Maybe they want to be number one and they're looking for someone like you. Um, but from a criteria standpoint, 
Uh, I would look at onboarding. What's their onboarding process? What is their track record of success with bringing on new agents? Like, don't tell me about the one that's killing it. Tell me about the last 10 you hired and what happened to them and how many are still with you and how they're doing. So onboarding process, what's going to happen, track record of success. Um, tell me about your training program. What's going to be expected of me? What am I going to do? Is there a way for me to ladder up from maybe being someone that is making phone calls and nurturing leads and booking appointments for others to a person that's working on the buy side to ultimately working with sellers? Like, is there a career progress path for me here? Joining your team, a lot of smart teams are doing that and it's awesome. So you, it's all of that plus it's culture, right? Culture, like is this a culture of backstabbers or is this a culture of team? Like are we all in it to win it together? Do we celebrate each other's successes or like is like Martha in the corner like the wicked witch, the you know, the east or west or whatever that is and everybody's afraid of her and the rest of us kind of cower to her because you know, she's been around the longest and clearly has photos of the team leader in some bad situation. Like those things are real. That happens every day in business. So you don't want to be a part of a toxic culture like that. Um, and then you ready like on the leads? You know, do I have lead opportunity? Can I sit on Updesk? Do you have Zillow, Realtor, Trulia, blah, 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 Google, Facebook, Boomtown, more? Like, do you have lead flow opportunity? So I'm, I'm faster out of the gate having opportunity to go be successful to help people solve their problems and buy and sell real estate. Uh, I think that's a factor. And another one you're probably waiting on, and I'll, I'll drop it as the very last one, is uh, commissions. Like, like, what's my commission split? But I want to tell you this. There are teams today that have incredibly high retention, meaning the agents join and they've been there for seven years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, where the agents on those teams get 25% of the transaction. They get 25%. They do the work and they get 25%. And, and they don't complain because they understand that their role is to show the property, negotiate the deal, then they hand it off and everything else is done by somebody else making the client experience exceptional. Then there's other teams out there that are they're 50-50, right? You get half, they get half. The thing that most newer agents or people that are looking at teams never really consider is the cost to run that business. So what if I told you some agents out there have agents on 50-50 splits and the team leader makes no money every time they close a transaction? Would that shock you? That happens, right? And it's because maybe they're investing aggressively in marketing, trying to generate as many leads as they can to give over to their agents, hoping and praying that they convert at a higher enough level, and most don't, they don't convert enough so they don't make the margins that they want. They're not making the profit that they want for being the one that sets the whole thing up for being the one that puts all of the weight on their shoulders and the responsibility and the 7,000, got a minute, got a minute, got a minute, you know, every 15 minutes of, of every day. So just be mindful of that, right? Just be mindful of that, right? There is a, a cost for you as a new agent or even experienced agent. If you're like, hey, like I want to go join a new team because I just feel like I do better in a team environment with all that admin support, transaction support, marketing support, that would be really good for me. Like I could really flourish doing what I do best. But what you got to understand is there's cost associated to all of that. And it's in many cases, hard cost, salaries, marketing dollars being invested on the front end. So you get those solutions. So just remember that. Just remember that. All right.
So Tristan, as we uh, as we wrap this up, first podcast, by the way, in Dallas, kind of fun, right? I mean, you know, for the people that are watching on video, the Dallas skyline, we got to do one of these at night, man, because the nighttime view is just bonkers, right? So for all my friends out there, thank you again. Again, this is a test. Uh, I'll probably do another one of these in the next, you know, couple of days that is just, you know, rock star veteran agents maybe asking some different questions. Um, but I want to give a big shout out to all the new agents out there and thank you. Uh, for being you, for coming into this industry, for being a part of my ecosystem. And for my veteran friends that are listening right now, you know I love you. Like, you're you're awesome because, like, you are the kind of person that would listen to this and you're going to go, oh, I'm 15 years in the business and I need to go redo all my profiles and increase my, you know, my uh, reviews and all this other stuff. So, hey, that's why you are who you are. I'm proud of you. All right. So, hey, thank you. Give me comments. Give me feedback. Thank you so much for making this the 106th, uh, I guess, most downloaded business podcast right now on, uh, on Apple. So love you. See you soon. Or I guess I'll talk to you soon. Take care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit TomFerry.com slash podcast. That's TomFerry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.